Remind me how Hi. we start again. Well, welcome Hi. to the podcast. <laughs> That's Jay. That's Smitty. And we and, are... Uh, we're committed. Committed, yes. Oh, it was better last time, but that's okay. Yeah, you know, we're just sliding back down into that, how the heck do we start again? But that's okay. That's all right. We've, <laughs> It'll be fine. We'll we get back on it. started. Yes. <laughs> and um, per our usual disclaimers at the beginning of our episodes, I will say... We are just two girls living in a lonely world. Just kidding. Oh my God. Um, <laughs> who uh, deal with mental health issues ourselves and want to help destigmatize mental health and talk about it more and um, just open up the conversation for people. But we are not doctors. We are not psychiatrists. We have no degrees in any of this. So take or leave what we say, but do not go and say, well, Jay and Smitty said this. And that's <laughs> what I'm going to do because we're just here to provide our opinions, whether you like them or not, and <laughs> just hope that it helps other people. But yep, we're a sounding board. We're giving advice, life lessons, but uh, please see a licensed therapist or doctor if you do need help. Um, Absolutely. There are... I don't know if there'll be triggers in this episode. There might be. Um, we are talking about a tricky topic. Um, mm-hmm. We're talking about cyberbullying today. So it's kind of a partner episode to the cyber challenge one that we recorded last time. Um, yes. You don't have to listen to one or the other before or after, but we kind of got into discussions about, you know, living in the online realm and how cyber challenges can affect mental health um quick recap cyber challenges are uh online challenges that have like little tasks for you to do and they ramp up in severity and can ask you to do all sorts of serious uh illegal threatening it's 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 not good they're not good (laughs) for mental health because they are kind of looping you in with a gaming gamified task system to ask you to do more and more serious things and they often ask you to uh self-harm and can Mm -hmm. even ask you to commit uh to you know think about suicide so that was our previous episode today we're talking about cyberbullying as it kind of relates to mental health and so there could be some triggers in here especially if you've been bullied in the real world if you've been bullied online um if this could be triggering for you. Please just take care of yourself. Be careful with, with what you're listening to going forward. Uh, we don't want to upset anyone. Correct. We do not. And um, I think this is going to be interesting, this episode, because you grew up a little more in the, uh, I would say, when was like the internet starting to get big for you yeah I lost oh, my God. words there for a second no it's okay because yeah, I'm trying to, this like, when I was in high school we had one computer in the library where we could access the internet I, I did not grow up with that really yeah. much of an opportunity high school is used to be when it was the worst bullying like when bullying happened but now yeah it starts earlier and earlier sadly uh, but I'm interested in how our experiences are different too. There's a, a philosophy, I think, from like my generation and people older than my generation that it's like just toughen up, 
everyone gets bullied. It's something everyone yeah. goes through. And yes. I think that started to change when the internet and cyberbullying started to oh, yeah. come into play. And I think it, I mean, I wish it had changed earlier because I think if people had been more receptive to the damage it could do earlier on, it would have helped a lot of people. Yes. Um, but th- that's where I, I'm interested to see where like our story is different or where our listener yeah. story is different depending on their age. Cause I know that definitely when I was growing up, it was more of a, like it happens to everybody. And even it, you could older generations can say that now, but they don't understand the depth and prevalence of it today and yeah. how it follows you. So maybe do we start with the definition you think? Yeah, sure. Like what is cyberbullying? Yes. Um, um I'm sure we both have a similar one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean it it is the use of electronic communication to bully a person typically by sending messages of an intimidating or threatening nature. But that also includes I mean, all the social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all the ones the kids use that we don't know about. Like, isn't there one called Kick? Yep. Or Kick. You know, and there's so many that, like, my nieces and nephews talk about. And I'm like, what is that? I've never even heard of it. Kids so they guys. have so many opportunities. Snapchat. <laughs> to bully. Yeah. No good. I know. To bully horribly. Yeah. So it's. But they do have a lot of opportunities to it, to be followed instead of back in the day when it was like you had a bully at school, but then you could go home and play with your friends in the neighborhood and be away from it. Yeah. Uh, I guess I bullying in, used to be a face-to-face thing. And that's how it, it kind did. of differs from yeah. cyberbullying is that uh, it is, well, it was bullying in person. Bullying, bullying usually means, yeah, um, Intimidation. Intimidation, threats of violence, um, name calling, uh, that can get tricky with cyberbullying because there's an anonymity factor that mm-hmm. doesn't happen in the real world that can make people feel braver because they there's no con- because there can be no consequences. It is very right. easy to anonymously bully someone. And so the, the victim cannot know who is bullying them mm-hmm. uh, or why they're being bullied even. That's a uh, huge difference. That's a yes. really good point because um, when I was in high school, if somebody was bullying me, they had to either tell a friend or tell – like it yeah. was something that I knew that person. And that yeah. an, 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 anonymity, I never can say that word. <laughs> factor makes it so much easier because they don't suffer any consequences. Yeah. And, and it was in a strict schoolyard setting, right. or I should say this, I mean, bullying can happen in a workplace too. It so it can. isn't in a strict nine to five aspect. There's no time limit. There's no structured. It can happen yeah. anytime, anywhere. And it can be anyone. That's the, exactly. Like, if you are on any form of social media that people can, that's even public. the internet. Yeah. I mean, you can create web pages about people these True. days. Yep. Pages yep. of all sorts, uh, posts, Reddit. pictures, Reddit Things threads. Things like that. Yeah. Yep. Um, there are a striking and terrifying number of ways that you can cyberbully someone. Um, 
So that's kind of the definition behind Scarily. it is threats of violence, it's a threatening behaviour um, on the interwebs, I would say. So... And... Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. No, you go ahead. No, you go ahead. I was going to say, um, I didn't know if you had a personal... Do you have a personal experience that you could share? So, yeah. So I guess the way that... Our if you're willing is to share, I, grew I, up, I grew up with computers being used in the classrooms and... Mm-hmm. I think most of us had our own computers by high school at some point. Okay. If not a little, yeah, probably high school we all had our own computers, I would say. Or there's like a family computer that we all use. I was lucky enough to have my own laptop by high school. It wasn't... You fancy. I know, this is really big (laughs) age on me as well because uh, homework did not have to be... uh, I'm trying to think if it had to be processed with... I think it did have to use a computer most of the time. Um, especially towards my the end of my high school years, obviously in college, I definitely did. But uh, I do. You have never had some to exper- type a paper on a typewriter and use whiteout to go back and fix things, did you? No, I did not. But I did grow <laughs> up. I did grow up having to handwrite everything. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I never had fine. to use typewriter, but I did have to handwrite stuff. So I, I was very familiar with whiteout. <laughs> we use ink pens as well. So oh, okay, yeah, very familiar with whiteout. Very messy. Um, yeah, I grew up with MySpace, and then I actually transferred into an American high school right when Facebook was taking off. Okay. So I actually had a Facebook in 2007 when it first kicked off, and yeah, I I was not part of bullying with Facebook, but I did witness bullying online with Facebook. Yeah. Um, my, and none of these people listen to this podcast, so I could talk about them on here. Um, my group friends actually started a, like a private Facebook group where they could talk trash about other people. Oh, and it okay. was like, so it's like in a my slam group. book, but online. Yes. Like a slam book. Yeah. It's, just, it's very Mean Girls. Uh, mm-hmm. but yeah, but it was online. It was a Facebook group. So it was very much like hush, hush. There were no girls in the group. Um, and these talk about like exes and people they didn't like. And I found out about it and was horrified. But also wanted to be part of the group because I'm like, what are you guys talking about in there? You know, like yeah. it was, uh, I want to be in it, but I don't want to take part in it. Right. Um, it ended up but being reported. Know. Yeah, I want to know what's they? happening. I, I didn't want right. to be left out. It ended up getting reported because, you know, secrets never say secret. And. Somebody told somebody that told somebody who got offended. Mm-hmm. Very, you know, who had every right to be offended because I don't, I don't know if they know if they were being talked about, but they probably assumed they were being talked about. It's one of those kind of things. And so it got reported and, yeah, people in the group got in trouble. Um, but that was before it was like you could be expelled for cyberbullying. Like we hadn't quite caught right. up to it then. It wasn't to say it is these days where you can actually be uh, jailed for bullying like you can really get in in legal trouble and you know um serve time for the online these days hazard a guess and i could be wrong but this is just from conversations i've heard with friends who have kids that i know have been bullied or um just in even people that i are acquaintances that have talked about this i think that they the more they get away with it online 
the more courage it gives them in real life too. Yeah, um, I've seen a statistic that those who are bullied at school are often bullied on, on online, and yeah. those that bully online often bully in school. Yeah, I don't, I mean, I have no statistics to prove that, but that 100% seems to happen, because kids are getting more um, just direct about what they're doing, and not trying to be as subtle, and just... Uh, it, well, you don't have to be direct online. You know, like, you can create a screen name and trash someone's yeah. YouTube video, you know? I mean, we had essentially a whole, and I, I admit I watched it, and I watched it through to the end. We had a whole TV show about it. I mean, Gossip Girl was essentially a, a, mm. a form of cyberbullying. I never thought about it until we started talking about this topic, but it wow. it really did. In a way, yeah. like it, they gave out secrets. They talked about people. They, the gossip girl, whatever. And it was an extremely popular show. And partly, I maybe because everybody, a lot of people were experiencing that at the time. That's really interesting. And that was based on books that came out, yeah. which mm-hmm. came out around in, when I was in high school. So like See? right when like the MySpace, Facebook was big. I think MySpace was dying. When yeah, I got into high school, but yeah, but I mean, I was, I had friends bullied on MySpace too. I and sadly never had a MySpace account. That's not sad, honey. That's a pretty good thing. <laughs> I didn't have a Facebook account, an account until like several years after it started too, but. Um, it was a popularity thing for MySpace to see like who could get many, most friends and like who you could get to post on your wall and. I mean, some people use it use it for music. In some ways, people, you know, YouTube did the same thing. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Uh, I can only imagine if we'd had something like that when I was in high school. I, yeah. You know. Not good. I think that's the... And, and for people that, yes, we're talking about cyberbullying, that people that are not making the connection yet, we will get there, I promise. Um, <laughs> between depressive disorders and anxiety disorders and cyberbullying. So... Yeah. I think what we're talking about is the fact that if you are being bullied at school, that person then can also follow you to your home through your computer or your phone. And you never, a lot of teens especially, don't get any rest from it. They get no respite from it. So it's a constant yep. barrage of if somebody has decided to bully you through you know in any way shape or form they have all kinds of access to you that you can you can block them a parent could go in and shut down a facebook account and shut down but it's still going on yeah and then they just can't see it and their friends are telling them so there's it's just something that you can only do so much as a parent it's still going to affect your child and it's sad that they can't get away from it. Cause I remember, I remember clearly being bullied in grade school. Um, not after grade school, but only in grade school. And I didn't want to go to school some days cause there was a girl that was so mean. Yeah. But it's like mean girls. It was like the movie. And I was just kind of like, eh, you know, ever, you know, yes, my parents didn't like it, but they were like, just, you know, be the bigger person and do this and you can get through just this. Just them. Yeah, just avoid them, which, I mean, it was hard to do that then. How do you do it when everybody's on social media? And And getting notifications about it. 
Yeah, someone's exactly. commenting your post, someone's sharing your post, someone, and if, you know, like if they're not your friend, then your one of your other friends is sh- sending you screenshots of, hey, this is what they just said, and this is what, yeah. or this is what they just texted me, and we used to have three way calling, yeah, which was huge, and people would call. So say I would call you, yeah. and then we'd call someone else. But they wouldn't know you were on the line, and I would try to get them to talk about you. I'm not saying I participated in this. I was actually the recipient <laughs> of it. Um, that also happened in Mean Girls. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. It did happen to Mean Girls. But that's true stuff, and I thought that was horrible. And then thinking about yeah. what these kids have to go through today, I can't. Well, there's a report of everything you do. So if you ever if you say something mean about one person, someone else can screenshot it or share it and say, guess what so-and-so just said about you? And then it can be... It's everywhere, you know, right. but in the same way that, um, you know, people's pictures get leaked, uh, right. documents can get leaked. Yeah. I mean, online, it's a, it's a big world out there. It is. And, and I think about the, you know, no they have the, uh, there's no off button. No, there's no off button. And you think about, and I'm sure we've all looked at it and I'm sure there's pictures we've actually laughed at whether we want to admit it or not, but the whole um, Walmart thing, I can't remember what it's exactly called, but it's basically like pictures of people at Walmart that they put funny cats. Oh, yeah. I've had and, um, you know, there's times when I go to the store and I'm like, I bet somebody just took a picture of me and posted me on that wall <laughs> because I look like I just rolled out of bed because I probably did. And yeah. um, Walmart should be a safe space. <laughs> It, I mean, everywhere should be. That's the thing. I <laughs> yeah, mean, true. and it's not going to be, but it's, yeah. it has become fodder and it's not, it's people's appearance and you don't know what that, why that person looks the way they do, is dressed the way they do, is going through what they're going yeah. through. And we're just making assumptions based on the fact that they're at Walmart and they have on these clothes and they're shopping for this or something like, you know, yeah. and that in and of itself is something we shouldn't be doing. True. <laughs> you know, true, right, true. Uh, it's just so much easier to be cruel than it is to be nice. Yeah. Sadly. I mean, it's, it's snap judgments we make and it's very easy when it's online because we don't have to face the person mm-hmm. that we right. are being judgmental or rude or cruelty. Um, that's why, so many people can, you know, make horrible threats uh, on mm. online videos and online posts, and it's it can escalate so quickly because you can't read tone and you can't read, you know, the the real reason behind the post. And suddenly you're in an argument with someone online and threatening to dox them or you know threatening violence. And right, it's so much harder to do that in person. A lot of people don't do it, obviously, but no, they would back it's a lot down harder earlier. to get into a knockout, drag out fight in person um, because, you know, there's manners and there's common decency and that kind of goes out the window online. It does. You're right. It does in so many ways. And I, I think if you're a parent right now, one of the things to know, I, I did a little, I actually did a little research probably. I I would say today, I'm not going to act like I tried weeks before. (laughs) (laughs) Um, if this was homework, you'd be turning it in like at the last minute, right? <laughs> I sure would, but that's how I did all my homework back then. Still got done. Um, <laughs> so 
I there's a site called Comparatech.com, and it mm. was talking about research that was presented at the 2017 Pediatric Academic Society's meeting. And it says the number of children admitted to hospitals for attempted suicide or expressing suicidal thoughts doubled between 2008 and 2015, which makes sense. And you say Facebook, the advent of Facebook was around 2007. Yeah. And then, and, and much of the rise is linked to an increase in cyberbullying. Um, and we all hear it. You hear stories yeah. about it. Um, and they, that is a huge number for it to double between 2008 and 2015. And we're in 2019 now. Yeah. Wow. So that's where I think most of, most of my friends are parents that are my age. Mm-hmm. And that's where I was talking about. You know, we were, we were all bullied at some point. Most of us were, but this is a whole nother level. And I think it's very hard for us to wrap our heads around how constant it is and how much yeah. damage it actually does. So and like of, you said, yes, go. There's, so according to a, uh, a research study done, um, bullying affects about 20% of high school students and cyberbullying affects 16% of high school students. And about 33% of students ages 12 to 18 uh, were bullied at school and experienced cyberbullying too, mm-hmm. um, about once or twice a month. But middle school students reported being bullied at least once a week. Oh, wow. Yeah. And about In 20%, 25% of them. 25% of them. So a quarter of middle school students feel like they're being bullied once a week. That's crazy. Yeah. And how so, is a parent, and we're asking this question, if you guys are listening and you are parents with kids, or you just want to weigh in, how do you combat that? How do you help your child if they're, or niece or nephew or friend or whatever when they're going through this, if they're feeling that way? Yeah. They're being bullied once a week. Yeah, and so I guess traditional traditional intervention would be, you know, you talk to your kid, you figure out who's bullying them, maybe there's intervention at school with teachers or the principal. Um, you know, the, the, the kids that are bullying are talked to, the kids that are being bullied are talked to, you kind of try and work around it, or mm-hmm. maybe the kid doesn't feel comfortable with that, and so it's kind of working out how that they can get through the day you know, and, and kind of get, yeah, just get through the day, I guess. It's like survival. But right. with cyberbullying, it's kind of a different animal. Um, do you want to talk about some of the, the side effects? Bringing this back to mental health and not just scaring the crap out of parents and kids everywhere? <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, thanks for the lead in there. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, I do think, I think depression and anxiety are huge side effects. Yeah. Um, Mainly because those are the, your, your formative years on top of everything yeah. else. So you're trying to learn to like yourself as you're going through puberty and learning about boys and girls and love and loss and all of those things. And on top of that, you feel 100% uncomfortable in your own skin. You probably mm-hmm. have braces or you have, you know, there's 
all kinds of things going on. Yeah. And I don't mean braces in a bad way. I had braces too. I just mean there's like everything's going against you at that time in your life for you to be like, I'm awesome. Yeah. <laughs> and braces then, make everyone feel awkward. Yeah. It's just the awkward stage of life, for most, especially middle school, I feel like, and high school, but middle school too. Um, and then you have on top of it people pointing out, because everyone's going through the same stuff, Everyone has the same buttons to push, you yeah. know? Um, so people know exactly how to upset, upset somebody. And Physical you... appearance is a big one. What'd you say? Physical appearance? Physical yes. appearance is a big one, yeah. Yes. And even, um, you know, if they know you well enough, if it's a friend that becomes an yeah. ex-friend, they know what to take you know, talk about, um, sexual ex-partner, things like that. An ex-partner. Yep. Yes. Um, yeah. Even sexting or a nudes, nude pictures, which I know is in my head. A something big form that, of bullying. Yeah. I mean, it can yeah. be. It, it's I've just why, heard about a lot of, sorry, go ahead. Oh no. I was just going to say, it's why I've talked to, um, nieces and nephews about why it's not okay for them to do things like that. And cause they, it's the world they grew up in. It seems natural to them because sexting is a thing. Well, they don't understand the, the consequences of it. Well, but there's also this, the, uh, we're not now getting into the sex talk, but I feel like, so they should be, sure. they should feel comfortable to share their bodies with people they are in a relationship with. Agreed. Like, there should be a level of trust with the person that you're in a relationship with that you feel like you can do that, and you don't feel like they will ever take advantage of that. So I feel like I think, at that age, that's the part that's missing, though, right? Yeah, like, the trust. You think, well, yeah, like you think you do, and clearly I don't think any... I think in a situation like you're describing... Probably neither person is out to hurt the other, but if that ha yeah. if that relationship splits, the animosity yeah. sets in, and then you don't know what'll happen. You know, and yeah, they're young good. and they're not smart about what they're doing. Yeah, I just I, I don't want to shame people for wanting to, to share you are images yes. with their partners, but yeah. I do agree that it is um, it's a tricky area because you want to trust them in the moment and you don't want to think the relationship lend but if it does there is collateral that they can now blackmail you with or uh, yes. shame you with when it's not a shameful thing at all but um, no. that is how a lot of these stories go um, and that's the thing like that's... you said a friend that knows you well enough knows how yeah. to upset you and it can be the same with a partner um, true absolutely they can be the worst bullies the people that know you best can be the worst bullies it doesn't have to be a stranger um, and I'm really glad that you pointed that out because I, I wasn't intentionally trying to shame anyone. Oh, yeah. I yeah, think I if I had a child, I would want them to feel comfortable with their body and feel comfortable expressing their sexuality. But My child wouldn't even them. have a phone. So. Well, yeah, I mean, agreed. <laughs> My I, child would okay, be living so in a cave somewhere, cut off say, from everyone in the world. Agreed. Mine would be there with your child. Um, but in, <laughs> Only you know, one friend. So... If, uh, in a non-ideal world, um, yeah. <laughs> I would, I would try to 
impress upon that per my child, my teen, that those are things that you can express person to person. Yeah. When you feel comfortable with that person and you know them because that's, that's the experience. Any, that's what they're looking for is that experience. And it's yeah. going to be vastly different than what you get from a picture on a phone. True. True. But again, to each his own, no shaming. <laughs> just yeah. saying. Yeah. Be, yeah. I just, just wanted be to be careful. Yes. I was glad. I'm very glad you pointed that out. Um, I'm just, it's the way of the world today, man. You can't, it is same with, uh, unsolicited dick pics. I was just thinking about this yesterday. It's like, what did they do before Snapchat and text messages? Do they like take a picture and mail it? Did hmm. you get like an unsolicited mail dick pic? Because, I did like, not. I feel like this it's is never, yeah. <laughs> it never happened to me. I don't think yeah, it crossed so anybody's like, mind. I think the, the equivalent would be a flasher on the street. True. Oh, so they just flash. They just, yeah. Maybe, maybe there's like less flashes in the world today because they can just send unsolicited dick pics instead. More than likely that is, I bet there's a correlation there. Jay, I think you just hit <laughs> there's on There's a something. study done somewhere. <laughs> Probably. Flashes um, and unsolicited dick pics. And I do think too, girls are worse than boys because girls are meaner. We are meaner. Yeah. Um, one of the other homework pieces that I did, <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, from the Pew Research Center, P-E-W. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about when it comes to overall findings, um, the six experiences measured in the survey were, um, any type of cyberbullying included name calling, spreading of false rumors, receiving explicit images they didn't ask for, mm -hmm. constantly asking of where they are, what they're doing, who they're with by someone other than a parent, which that's an interesting one because that leads into very controlling mm -hmm. relationships and abusive yeah. um, physical threats and having explicit images of them shared without their consent. Mm -hmm. So uh, about the same amount of boys and girls had experienced at least one of those behaviors. Mm. Um Boys are more the name calling okay, and physical threats. Yeah. For girls, it was more false rumors um, yep. spread about them Makes online. Sense. And the um, recipient, they're more likely to be recipients of explicit images they didn't ask for. And yep. being the target of messages um, of, like, harassment. So. Uh, it is interesting because if you think about it, some of that leads to, that makes me lean towards more relationship stuff, but yeah. the false, the false rumors and stuff that that's straight out of mean girls. That's girls. <laughs> yeah. And we are, we're cruel. We can be. Yeah. There's, you know, I mean, you and I are not cruel. <laughs> oh, I'm cruel. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, it's I can be. <laughs> I think everyone can be. Yes. But it's it is very easy to sit behind a computer screen or your phone yep. and have a fake name, or even just use your Facebook persona or your Insta persona, whatever. Yep. And weigh in on something that has nothing to do with you, or. Yep. It's easy to uh, 
just lose your manners and niceties, social niceties, and just weigh in on stuff and give your opinion or insults, whatever it is, because yeah, you can just, you can adopt a persona. You don't have to be your real self online because there's no consequences most of the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, so some of the effects of bullying. So like, <laughs> yeah, like I was Smitty supposed said, to talk about that like ages ago. No, no, you started, you did. Uh, you mentioned like some of the biggest ones are anxiety and depression. Um, there's also feelings of uh, social isolation. So you don't want to, you know, you don't want to go to school or work. Uh, you don't want to be around people. Uh, maybe because it's even worse when you're around people because, you know, there's little to be bullied in person, but you, there's like a lot of feelings of shame. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be hard to sleep because you're always thinking about what's happening. Uh, like I said, there's no off button for this, so it doesn't really stop just because you're not around people. Um, it's easy to have changes in eating habits. Um, wanting to avoid the situations that you usually love, like going out with friends or, you know, even going to school and school and work. Um, like I said, a lot of anxiety. It can actually really affect your, um, what is it? <laughs> See, now it's your turn. Now it's my turn to read your mind. Okay. I don't know. What is it? <laughs> Give me a hint. <laughs> you can get, it affects your immune system. Oh, yes. In the same yeah. way that stress does, this is like a high stress for somebody. So it can you can get sick more often, um, which is really difficult for sometimes parents or even mm-hmm. like colleagues to kind of figure out because there are also like psychosomatic symptoms of being yes. bullied. So lots of stomach aches, um, headaches. Which goes um, along with depression. There's and like no necessary medical cause. Yeah. yeah. No necessary medical, medical cause. But then if you've also got a, like a, a weakened immune system because you're so stressed you are more likely to get sick. So there's like two sides of the coin there. Um, And then obviously when when you're not... Go ahead. (laughs) Let me interrupt you one more time. We're so so bad at this tonight, but go ahead. (laughs) I know. I really am. I'm sorry. I thought I wasn't... I I thought I wasn't going to have anything to say about this topic. Really? Like not much. Shut up. I I know, right? (laughs) (laughs) Um, And I already forgot what I was going to say. It's okay. Go ahead. Just saying, you um, obviously with uh, you know not sleeping and being anxious and, and sick and um, isolation and you know it obviously will affect your performance at school or at work. And when you're this unhappy and stressed, it's obviously you will probably be experiencing a lot of symptoms of uh, depression as well. And the big the big whopper in this is something I've talked about a lot with is when I'm counseling is this can really lead to um self-harm and sorts Mm -hmm. of suicide too yes and I you mentioned change in eating habits um and physical appearance we talked about Mm -hmm. so it can also lead to eating disorders and very serious eating disorders um I'm sure there are a lot of listeners out there who have dealt with that uh and what I was going to say that I forgot about was that because it puts you in such a negative space, you tend to then stay in that negative space, which yeah. also can lead to health problems. And I mean, psychosomatic or not, the more negative you are, the more negative your thoughts are, the more harm it does to your body. Um, yeah. It just, it, that's the way it works. Yeah, stress is super bad for your body. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Um, I think 
it's interesting though to me that you had mentioned earlier that you know a lot of schools have a no um what's it called a no no tolerance policy thank you yes a no tolerance policy um but they're also starting to take that off campus so it's no tolerance even outside of classes Oh, interesting. Which, so it's just like a student-wide thing regardless yeah, of location. Which, I mean, it, it makes sense because you almost have to do it. I think yeah. they'd have more um, probably control over like a school website or a school Facebook yeah. page. But that would help make parents be more aware of it too, that it's off campus. It's 24 hours a day, seven days a week. So if parents and educators don't work together, if that's not the way it, you know, they're, they're focusing on trying to combat this problem, it's not going to work. Yeah. Um, so I guess let's kind of transition to how can you spot, like, maybe uh, signs of people being bullied, cyberbullied, mm-hmm. whether it's friends or coworkers or children, and then maybe let's figure out uh, how you can kind of support people who are going through this. Um, so I guess a lot of the signs are, are going to be typical of regular bullying. It's kind of like we were saying, like you'll notice people's behavior changing. They won't want to go out maybe as much. Uh, they might be isolating a lot. And that's kind of a typical behavior for people who are kind of suffering anyway from, from mental health, whether it's mental illness or just, you know, mental health being worn down, um, wanting to retreat and recover, isolation can be a a symptom uh, or a sign of a a lot of different mental health struggles. So, but I think hopefully that you'll be in tune enough, I guess, with your your kids and friends to kind of notice something's a little bit off with their behaviour. But I guess it's just kind of opening a dialogue it's communication and I think Mm -hmm. I think it's this is kind of what we kind of summarized in our other episode about cyber challenges too it all really comes down to communication whether it's a coworker or a friend um just letting them know that whatever they're going through you'll be there for them they can trust you there's no judgment there's no shame in whatever's happening and you will try and support them however you can and it can feel very much like you're on your own battling through this. Um, mm-hmm. Up until very recently, there haven't really... I mean, like you said, now that schools are stepping in and saying the no-tolerance policy, wherever you are, if you're bullying another student, there's no tolerance for that. Um, you can get suspended. I think you can probably get expelled. Um, I've heard about suspensions for bullying. But, yeah, I mean, I think until very mm-hmm. recently, there wasn't a lot of recourse, a lot of repercussions for cyberbullying because it's still new for the police and for schools and so um you know people that bully kids until they kill themselves that is now if you cyber bully someone if you're part of that cyber bullying process and it leads to someone's death there can be a legal action taken against you if right your personal images are shared without your consent there can be legal action taken against that person that's sharing and everyone that shares after that. There are now steps that can be taken. It's not completely hopeless. Websites can be taken down. People can be reported. 
you know, sites, sites can get shut down. Images can be removed from the web. Legal action can be taken. It's, I don't want us to end on a hopeless note because it, it can, you know, it's going to be very scary and it's a big wide world wide web out there. And so, yeah, that's uh, true. but it's not completely hopeless and, and you can receive help. Um, so, and I, yeah, hopeful note there. Yeah, absolutely. And I think one of the things that we all can do, because we may even say something on Facebook, on Instagram, on Snap, like not intending for somebody to take offense yeah. to it. Um, and they might. You, the thing is, when you're posting, no matter where it is, even if it's a text to somebody, always think about what you're saying because you never know what someone will forward. Yeah, true. And, um, you, you have to think about who is going to see this. Yeah. Is there a chance complete strangers could see this? Well, yes, if you're posting on social media, <laughs> there is definitely a chance that complete strangers could see it. Um, do you have your privacy settings set up so it's friends, friends of friends? Okay. Make sure that yeah. you have those set up to be what you want. Yep. Um, and talk to your parents about it because there is that the stigma, and it's actually – unfortunately sometimes true where if you go to your parents and they go to the school then the bullying gets worse yep. um that's a decision that you have to make based on what is happening with your parents and what you guys feel comfortable with but don't hide it from your parents talk to them stay in communication with them parents stay in communication with your kids if you notice the changes some of the changes that we were talking about if they're starting to isolate their behavior's changing, their eating habits are changing, anything like that, ask them what's going on because it may be something that can easily be fixed. Um, and, and it's hard to stand up to bullies, period. There's it, there's no easy way to do it. But you can teach your kids to, uh, to be kind to the kid being bullied because more than likely that person has their own stuff going on. And sometimes this sounds like an ABC school after school special. Um, but it is true. Usually their anger is coming from somewhere else too. And if they're not getting a reaction from you and they're getting kindness from you, they may decide, Oh, this person could be my friend. And that's, you know, I think that happens more often than not when you realize you have something in common. Yeah. I'm going to take the opposite stance on that, though. Play devil's advocate. Oh, go ahead. And, um, That's what we're here for. <laughs> I'm going to be the cruel jerk that I said I was earlier. And if someone is <laughs> someone is cyberbullying you, don't feel like you have to accept that behavior. Because like we said, there are repercussions these days. And parents, this goes to you too. Don't feel like your kid just has to suck it up and take it. True. Go tell the school on them. Like, they're not allowed to, like, you can't, your kid should not have to be, like we said before, everywhere should be a safe space. And your kid should not have to feel like they can't go online, or they can't talk to their friends, or they can't go to school. You should not feel like you should not be able to go to work. work. Yeah. yeah. Screw that. Go tell somebody. I actually... Go tell the principal. I think... Screw that. (laughs) I think that's a very... That right there shows the difference between our ages, <laughs> because when I mean in yeah. a good way, like 
because I I love what you're saying and I totally support it. But back in my day, if you went to the school and then they talked to that kid because the bullying yeah. was one on one, it was face to face. Then they just gathered their friends and more people. It just made and it so that worse. still happens. And, and I um, talk to kids. Yeah, I talk to kids where I want to tell them, please go tell somebody. Please go tell a teacher mm-hmm. you trust. Please go go tell the school counselor. Tell a principal. And they don't think it'll make any difference. And so that's, it's also a little bit out of desperation for me as well that I want, I want people to get help because it's, it can feel so hopeless being stuck yes. and being so by yourself and lonely and isolated that you don't think there's, there's like any, there's any way out, you know? So I think that's, that's, yeah. I totally get it. Like telling a teacher didn't help me when I was being bullied as a kid because the kid that was bullying me had a, her parent was a teacher so mm-hmm. but that was when I was like eight so it's gotten worse since then <laughs> sorry bullying is a whole different thing that was like right. one-on-one bullying but yeah it just um don't feel like you have to go it alone I think it's a thing and just kind of maybe try and talk to someone that you trust whether it's uh crisis text line we give pretty good advice over there if I do say so myself um shout out to CTO who just joined the UK I oh heard. Oh my god, I'm so freaking proud of us. Yeah, any of any of my UK peeps. <laughs> That's very exciting. Any of my UK peeps, I'm going to post uh the crisis text line equivalent in the UK. New number, new name, same criminal support 24/7. So I'll post that in the show notes. Please share that and use that if you're in the UK. Um so happy to be able to support people in uh the mother country. Yeah, over here is Crisis Text Line. Yes, that's wonderful. You can text uh, hello or help to 741-741-24-7 help um, if you're in crisis. And I have talked to people being bullied. Uh, Obviously not going to share any of the stories, but um, you do have advocates out there. You do have people that will listen. You do have people that give Mm -hmm. you advice or just, you know, be there for you while you try and figure out what is best in your situation, whether that's just kind of confiding in someone and and that's all you want to do today or whether that's that's you know telling a parent friend counselor um yeah don't don't feel alone and and parents uh sometimes you want to rescue the kids and sometimes that's not possible but um right yeah there's a whole bunch of information online about cyberbullying and like and how to stop your kids from i guess so to know more about what's going on with your kids, and so there's all sorts of, you know, parental controls you can put on devices these days, and you can limit screen time and not have to have screens in their rooms. It's kind of difficult if they're doing homework, but I mean, there's the whole rest of the house or whatever they don't have to do in their rooms, and so I guess that's a way of kind of taking a little bit of control back and not letting screens mm-hmm. be in the bedrooms and ways that they can kind of get privacy and, and and you don't know, know, know what's going on with them um but yeah watch watch the warning signs see if they're more upset if they've been online or and i think another way to combat it is to make sure your kids know how to speak kindly to themselves and i mean say things like would you say this to your best friend yeah if not why would you say it to yourself and why would you or would you say it to me as your mother or your father or your sister or your brother and if they wouldn't then why would they allow someone to say it to them yeah because sometimes i think there's confusion like 
are they bullying me or are they not? Because kids don't want to admit that that's what's happening. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot of just building up their confidence and making sure that they know how amazing they are because yeah. then the bully doesn't have very much power at that point. Um, that's easier said than done, but I think it, it, it can be done. I mean, it's, it's definitely hard during those formative years, but the more you help build that confidence, find something that they love, get them confident in that, find something they're passionate about, they're going to be less susceptible to somebody talking bad about them, somebody saying mean things about them, because and help them find friends that that feel that same way and support them, help them find their tribe as it yeah. may be. Treat others as you want to be treated. Uh, it's the golden rule, and it yep. never goes out of style, right? It never goes out of style. If you've got nothing nice to say, don't say anything at all. I learned that from Bambi when I was a kid. And uh, yep. yeah, communication. It's yeah. something we always come back to. But also, I guess, watch out for the warning signs is, uh, is a big yes, thing here. Yes, 100%. Um, kids are getting secretive and isolating. Yeah, that's kind of a teenage thing. But also, <laughs> you just got to... Yeah. I think you just got to <laughs> kind of build in a safe space for your kids that... Correct. And honestly, it's hard. It's, it's really hard because not a lot of kids yeah. always want to share what they're going through, their parents and... But, yep, you just got to make sure they know it's a safe space to come to you uh, and the, the communication, lines of communication are always open. That's the most important and thing. And be stalkery. I'm sorry, as a parent, you should be able to look and see what your your kids are doing on social media. I, I'm i not saying follow them wherever they go, when they leave the house, <laughs> but give them some trust. But social media is a whole different story because you don't know who's talking to them. Yeah. They don't know who's talking to them. It's be actually a pretty good stalkery. point, though. That, as you want to be. <laughs> that uh, I guess that's actually a pretty good rule, too. If there's any people... I guess it doesn't really matter. If you've got parents out there, don't so post anything on social media you wouldn't want your parents reading, I guess is a pretty good point. That is a very good It doesn't matter point. how old you are. If you wouldn't want your parents reading it, or your family members reading it, mm-hmm. maybe take a second and think about if you should be posting it. Because yeah. Or I am texting it, that, or... Yeah, yeah, I'm lucky enough that my parents aren't on... Uh, any social media, they don't under, they don't understand the, the, like why would you want to do that? But yeah, I've got family members on there and I have got colleagues on there, and so mm-hmm. it, it's uh, don't post anything you wouldn't want someone reading. Um, and that that goes for bullying, not for, I mean, post what you like. I mean, you know, no shame, but you know, don't right. don't say stuff out of anger that you wouldn't want someone reading it and thinking about you differently. So just right. Be kind, people. Be kind. Mm-hmm. And if you really, if you're angry at someone, if that's your first instinct is to go to social media and talk about it, maybe go to a piece of paper and write it down. Yep. Maybe go for a walk. Maybe go call a friend and call talk a friend. through it. And then you don't have to post it. But um, just because you do want to take that minute to think, yeah. Just this is really what I want to do. You should. Yes, exactly. <laughs> All right. Um, let's, so I think maybe it's time to jump to self-care. I think it's high time we jump to self-care. <laughs> self-care tip of the week. You go first because you have one. And I'm I do. Yes. Yeah, so Smitty and I were talking before we started recording. And I said I was going to share this um, because 
Smitty, do you mind me sharing what led to me saying I would share this? About you working out? Yes. No, okay. go ahead. So we were kind of talking about the fact that, uh, you know, Smitty wants to work out more and uh, so do I. And so as part of May, I have written down some intentions for the month. And so this is kind of, I think I might have talked about this with kind of my like uh, January, um, instead of doing... Um, shit, what are they called? Like resolutions. <laughs> yes, thank you. Re this time I could read your mind. There you go. <laughs> Instead of doing resolutions, because I feel like those are like promises you make to yourself that you're not going to break. I kind of set intentions Yeah, and then you feel bad about it. Yeah. Exactly. And so, in the same line is that instead of saying, I'm going to work out every day from now on, mm -hmm. and I'm going to go to three classes, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to run every day, there's no point for me setting unrealistic expectations for myself because then I'll feel bad. And then when it doesn't work, I'll usually do the opposite of what I was doing. I'll do nothing. Cause I'm like, well, I couldn't right. do what I was doing. And so instead of setting, you know, a goal or making a promise to myself, I've set intentions for the month of May. And so a lot of them are fitness. Um, and it's kind of just getting back into self-care most of it is is kind of self-care related like it's reading mm -hmm. i want to read four new books in may Ooh, I and have some suggestions <laughs> oh good okay and so that's the thing and so I, I you know i've got um that i want to counsel i want to stick to my counseling hours in may for crisis sex line you know i want to read four new books um i want to make sure that you know we get at least two episodes of committed recorded in the month of may and posted. Yep. Um, and I want to write a chapter of my novel. Sorry, this is probably very boring for listeners, but like, yeah, this is kind of my intention. It's not, it's not things that can't be accomplished. They're very simple to accomplish things. There's nothing standing in the way but me. These aren't things that need other people, except for they're committed. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's stuff that like I'm making yeah. promises to myself that can be kept instead of saying, I'm going to run a 5k every week. It's, I'm okay. going to try and do so many days of hitting 10k steps. It yes. can be done because I know that I can hit that many steps, you know? So it's setting realistic expectations for myself. It's intentions, not, you know, promises or goals that I'm not going to keep. And I'm not beating myself up when I don't hit them because they're not, they're not like promises to myself. Does that make sense? It does, cause the, and that's the part I was waiting for, because I think yes. that's where most of us um, not fall short. It's just the fact that we set goals or intentions or make promises to ourselves, and life happens, right? Yes. Sometimes you can't complete those, and then we feel less than, we feel like we've screwed up, we yeah. feel overwhelmed, we feel sad because we didn't do those things. So yeah. I, I love the way you phrased it, because it's an intention, and it's something that even if you get half, say you read two new books in May, well then, yes. okay, you can read two new books in, in June. Yeah. I can't, it, my brain was, does not compute that it's already May and June. I know. It's very hard. But they're not things that you have to do no. or your life won't go on or you exactly. have to do and you can just give up with, I'm not ever going to set a goal again, that yes. type of thing. It's fun that, stuff that I want have, to do. 
And I'm yes. making time for it. So it'll make it easier. We have to be nicer to ourselves. Yeah. And um, I think it's it's like Yoda, Yoda said, do or do not, there is no try. But I think there's actually some yeah. beauty in trying. And there this is. is about giving myself a little grace. And I think mm-hmm. that's your word of the year. It grace. is my word of the year. It is. And so my life. This is me yeah. reminding you that anytime you work out is good for you yes. and your mental health. And so if you don't make every single workout in a week, give us a little have grace. To be five days a week, six yeah. days a week. Give us a little grace. Week. You've tried. It's still okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's actually a really good segue into my self care tip. And nice. I'm actually going to steal this from, um, I'm going to have to give a shout out to Mackenzie Costley, who uh, runs a program called Bringing You Balance. Okay. And it is about helping you get off the latest fad diet, diet yo-yo system, and come back to your roots and figure out who you are and what works for you and not diet, just change your lifestyle, mm, which okay. a lot of people, a lot of people in programs talk about doing that. Um, so far, I actually, my, I'm starting this program with Mackenzie and on May 26th and it hasn't, so it hasn't even started yet, but I already like the way she's approaching things. Um, <laughs> and cause she does weekly challenges, small things that you can make into longer changes. And I think we, um, we are all so hard on ourselves, which is yeah. why yours was a good segue into this. And right now, this week, we're doing a um, compare comparison challenge, like stop comparison. Now I'm going to feel bad because I didn't get the actual name of it. Hold on. <laughs> Just because if, if I'm going to give her a shout out, I want to do it right. Um, comparison trap challenge. There you go. That's what it's called. Okay. So it started with us. You it's a, it's a private group of you. If you, if you want information about Mackenzie, please, um, send it to email us at committed the podcast at gmail.com. And we will provide that information for you or DM us on Instagram. But, uh, it started off with naming five things you like about yourself. Personality wise, physical, physical, how didn't matter. Just five things you like about yourself, which is hard to do. Yeah. When you sit down and think about it. But then the next day was wear something that makes you feel good, whether it's a piece of jewelry, a pair of shoes, something that makes you, you know, kind of perks you up for the day. And you also still had to write five more things that you like about yourself, mm-hmm. which okay. then gets harder. The next day was unfriend people on Facebook Ooh, that make okay. you feel less than. And that can be, I mean, how many of us all get emails or friend, sorry, not emails, but friend requests from people that are trying to sell us some mm-hmm. new diet fad, some new this, some new that to make us skinny, to make us pretty, to make us this. Um, not saying any of those things are bad. I'm just saying we get, we do get bombarded a bit with yes. that on social media. Uh, and a lot of those things have a lot of value and merit. Don't, don't want to take away from that. Please keep this in that part of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but, uh, there are some people and people or things that you've followed on Facebook that just the minute you see them pop up in your feed, you're like, Oh, 
okay, then why? Why are you friends with that company, that person? Why are you following them? And it was very cleansing. It was, I thought it was going to be hard and it really wasn't. Um, but you also then had to write five more things that you like about yourself. Okay. So gratitude and looking at what you have instead of looking at what you're not is a big part of it. And I think that, um, sitting down and, and trying to come up with, and that's how it feels. And I think it would probably, that's probably not just me. That's probably a lot of people trying to come up with something I like about myself after that first five. (laughs) That's hard. Yeah, really. It is like you, you have to dig deep, but those are the things that when you're feeling less than when you're feeling imperfect, when you may be being bullied, when that type of stuff that you're going to be able to fall back on as a foundation and say, this is me. This is who I am. What they're saying doesn't matter because that's not who I am. Yeah. That's very important. So, um, I do have to give a shout out to her because I didn't make that, (laughs) make this up on my own, but it has, and I have not been the best follower of her challenge this week. Um, I'm a little bit behind on the things I like about myself, I will say, (laughs) but just even the act of doing it the first couple days is been interesting. So I'm going to follow through with the challenge, get through the rest of the week. I know, um, she has a new challenge posted today. I'm not sure what it is, but we, we do compare ourselves a lot to other people. So it goes along with what you said earlier. Give yourself grace. We are, we all have different battles. We all have different struggles. We're all just doing the best we can. Exactly. Good job, dude. That's a very good way. Good job to you, dude. Thanks. (laughs) <laughs> it's a good way to end end this podcast. So congratulations. Not the podcast. End this episode. <laughs> the podcast is still going on, people. Don't you worry. All right. Wow, well, uh, say, hey, everyone. Yeah. I was going to say, that's Jay. That's Mitty. And, uh, and we're committed. committed. <laughs>